Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. The following is a Joy Road Media production. Check out the other great podcasts on the Joy Road Media Network. The Truthcast, an improvised comedy soap opera set in the world of conspiracy theories. Could you please explain what exactly a Cthulhu is? Cthulhu is uh, one of the ancient elder gods, but the elder gods is not what I'm here to talk about today. Okay, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you for the description, of course, for our audience, and not for anyone participating in the show itself. Why, why did you just write down what he said then? These are just my show notes. You misspelled Eldritch. You made me watch a lighthearted discussion about films. You made me watch The Road. It's a father and son road comedy. I so it, it is practically a remake of National Lampoon's I'm going to actually murder you. I'm actually, you're going to die. And Great Lakes Confidential, a road trip to the folklore of Michigan. There was a writer for the Toronto Sun who seems to believe that shoe trees are actually some form of fertility ritual. What do shoes have to do with sex at all? I mean, aside from shoe size being... Yeah, right, no, no, no. We're not going down that road today. Fantastic, because I'm only a nine and a half. You can find all the great Joy Road Media Productions where you found this one. Now enjoy the show. Did you just fart? No, I pulled this up. I thought you said you don't fart. I don't. But you clearly, you just did it again. I don't fart. Are you okay? Because that sounded bad. I don't fart, and you know I don't fart, and I don't find farts funny. Yes, you do, because there's that episode of Bob's Burgers with every fart is a work of art, don't know where to begin, don't know where to start, farts will set you free. You love that. Be serious, we're going to talk about my favorite movie. <laughs> you made me watch, why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like Next time we watch something I like But I can't believe you made me watch Welcome back to another episode of You Made Me Watch. As always, I am Mike here with my lovely wife, Allison, who made me watch Joyride. <laughs> I did. Yes. And... And I've told you, it's my new favorite movie. I'm going to Is cover it? up my Boba Fett tattoo with the Steve Zahn tattoo. Yeah, I, I'm i going to cover up my Imperial Insignia tattoo with just like a truck tire. <laughs> this movie is great. It is so good. Do you want me to do the the one minute recap? I think from now on, the podcast should just be... A podcast about Joyride. Okay. Okay. And begin. Um, so it is about Paul Walker, who has a crush on Lily Sobieski. I guess they know each other from growing up. Um, but he has a scholarship to Berkeley and she goes to school in Colorado. 
um, and they're driving home to New Jersey. Um, so he decides at the last minute, because she's suddenly single, that he's going to trade in his plane ticket home for a car that he purchases with that money. And en route, he finds out that his brother Fuller is getting out of jail, so he picks him up. And then um, the first night that they're hanging out together, they they get a CB radio and decide they're going to fuck around. And they find this guy, Rusty Nail, and they pretend they're this girl, Candy Cane. And there's this asshole at the hotel that they're staying at. So they decide to prank the guy by... And that's one minute, and that's I'm what sorry. the entire movie was about. No, okay. let me let me really quick just do the prank. Essentially, what happens is is they set up. I'm going to start you over. Fine, really, you want me to do the one minute recap over again? And begin. It is about two brothers who are driving home to New Jersey. Uh, Paul Walker picks up his brother Fuller. Uh, he's just getting out of jail. They haven't seen each other in years. And Paul Walker is in love with Lily Sobieski. So um, they're going to pick her up before they go home to New Jersey. And they get a CB radio. And while they're on the CB radio, they find this guy named Rusty Nail, who sounds real creepy. And after a run-in with an asshole guy at the hotel they're staying at the first night, they tell this guy, Rusty Nail, to meet them there, and he does not take too kindly to being set up to be sent to the other guy's hotel room, and rips his jaw off and tries to kill him, and now the rest of the movie, they're running from this Rusty Nail guy because he is mad. So... That's the movie. It took you 45 seconds to describe the first 45 seconds of the movie. Dude, uh, <laughs> it was complicated. It really isn't. Then you do it. <laughs> no. I just want to be difficult. Why? It actually has some... It's not a good movie. It <laughs> actually has what? some redeeming qualities. I realize that Steve Zahn is sort of like Melissa McCarthy before Melissa McCarthy, where it's clear that Steve Zahn just gets to improvise. Yeah, he just gets to his, do what he wants. Yeah. Because he's so funny. He's not not funny. He's funny, like, just in general. This movie is not funny. But his character, you know... Is a goof. He, he's late 90s, early 2000s funny. Yeah, Just kind of obnoxious and gross there were moments where i was like huh objectively steve zahn is a better looking person than paul walker like he has a much stronger jaw he does and doesn't look so dopey and confused all the time but (laughs) um i don't know that i've ever really seen a lot of paul walker movies before i don't know that i've ever seen a paul walker movie before. Really? Yeah. This you never m- saw like Varsity Blues or anything? No. <gasps> That's going on a list. Yeah, this may have been my first Paul Walker movie. And, uh, you know, he's not a not a bad actor, but, you know, doesn't really bring much to the table. Oh, you've seen Pleasantville, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Pleasantville. Yeah, so he's the boyfriend in, in Pleasantville. Oh, okay. And I think that was one of his first big movies. Then after that, he did like Varsity Blues and then... The same year that this came out, he was in The Fast and the Furious. And then that's the main thing he was kind of doing 
after that. Yeah, his career took off immediately after this. Yeah. Lily Sobieski is in this as well. She's a good actor. She is, although as soon as we both saw her on screen, we were like, Helen Hunt? Yeah, I was really waiting to get to this, but I guess we'll get to it right out of the gate. So there is 10 years age difference between Lily Sobieski and Paul Walker. There are also 10 years age difference between Helen Hunt and Paul Walker. If this movie was about Paul Walker having a crush on Helen Hunt... That is all this movie would have to be about. If this was about a romance, will they, won't they, between Helen Hunt and Paul Walker, you don't need a truck driver plot because that is the entire movie. (laughs) But And they would be describing Helen Hunt as a MILF or something, which would be ridiculous. Cougar, whatever. Yeah, it's... Ugh. It would be all the movies about. such a double standard. And then that brings up the point of, okay, so they met in high school and now they're both first year of college. So they're both supposed to... Uh, they're supposed to be the same age. But here's the thing. Lily Sobieski is 18 when they filmed this. Mm-hmm. Paul Walker's 28. So that means... Paul Walker got held back 10 times, but no. then he still ended up getting a scholarship. No, I think they just wanted to get him away from high school kids, which oh it didn't God. work because then he goes and grabs Lily Sobieski. You're out of control, first of all. There's a Second scene where Steve Zahn, okay, even if they are only supposed to both be 18, there's a scene where Steve Zahn goes, takes him to the bar and has them drinking the drinking age in 2001 was not 18 18 anywhere in the united states yes but i think you're failing to recognize that sometimes small towns don't care no i know that but then also how old is steve zahn's character supposed to be because in real life steve zahn is 16 years older than lily sobieski and he's trying to get her drunk to take advantage of her in a hotel room yeah it's pretty gross and apparently they shot scenes where he does okay i got weird feelings about that but i mean i think he's supposed to be probably 10 years older which is still weird and gross yeah I'm listening to the Lolita podcast right now, so I'm very (laughs) hyper aware of the fact of casting these very young, very young women to do these roles. And there's a good chance that this was filmed a year prior. So Lily Sobieski was 17 years old doing. Yeah, I was thinking that when you told me like she's only 18 when this came out, I'm like, God, she might have not been 18 when she was filming. Yeah. And the opening scene is of her in her underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's laying in bed and she's in her underwear. It's weird because like she's in, they're both supposed to be in their dorm rooms, which whatever hers is all like girly fied and it looks like an actual bedroom. And she's literally laying there alone because apparently you don't have roommates in Colorado, but like they're both talking on the phone and Paul Walker's like curled up in a corner trying to talk to her and she's like sprawled out on her bed. I mean, I get that it's supposed to be later where Paul Walker is, but it's like they're both in bed talking on the phone to each other and Paul Walker is like fully under the covers, fully clothed, and she's like sprawled out on her bed in her underwear. Yeah. They're both in bed. Why is one so sexy and the other one's the other one is not. And look what happens after the and you know, 
I do like Steve Zahn as an actor. You know, I, I think he's good at what he does. But and he didn't write this movie. You no, know, like this but wasn't his Paul Walker's fault. career takes off phenomenally after this. Mm-hmm. Lily Sobieski gets to do a music video with creepy ass fucking Moby, who has Ugh. you know, yeah. Who's so, uh, he's so upsetting. Yeah. Then she gets to do like an episode or two of like television series. And I'm not talking great television series. I'm talking like two episodes of Hercules. And she gets to do Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. And she gets to be in a fucking Jason Statham movie. Meanwhile, Steve Zahn and Paul Walker are in like A-list titles. It's like. How fucked up is Hollywood? I think you know the answer to get to. Yeah. So Rusty Nail is voiced by Ted Levine. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Bill. Who's literally doing the Buffalo Bill voice. Uh, you gotta get that fixed. Candy cane. Gotta get what fixed? Your tail light. Put the fucking lotion in the fucking basket. Now they're gonna see what it's like to be a butt of a joke. <laughs> Yeah, we do get to see butts in this movie. So there's a... You won't uh, have to put your hands over your wieners if you just tucked them. Oh, I, my God. I, I so there's a me. there's a scene where he's like, you know, he's been following them. He's threatening them. And he's like, you guys have to go into this diner and order six cheeseburgers. And you have to do it naked. But Lily Sobieski has to stay in the car. So Paul Walker and Steve Zahn head into this, like, truck stop diner, butt naked... But the thing that I thought was so funny about it is that Paul Walker is totally naked, no shoes, nothing. But Steve Zahn is wearing boots. <laughs> I just thought that was so stupid. I, I said you gotta get naked. Take off those boots. He's like, no, I don't want to. I'm naked enough. Uh, you it gotta was... take off those boots. <laughs> also, what? Uh, so the truck stop manager at the diner. Uh-huh. It was played by the uh, cigar biker in Terminator 2. Oh. Also with the naked Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Yeah. So... He likes to be around naked dudes. Okay. The name of the movie is called Joyride. Which doesn't make any which sense. Which makes zero sense because when you think of a joyride, you think of, okay, you're taking a car out for fun. But this is literally just a crazy person chasing someone. Like, there's no joyriding happening (laughs) in the entire movie. Even Rusty Nail, he's not out for a joyride. He's, he's like, hunting and stalking people. Like, no one is joyriding in this movie at all. So it's a very misleading title. The movie should have been called Candy Cane. I mean, maybe. Rusty Nail. Or What the Truck. What the Truck. (laughs) That's what it should have been called, is What the Truck. It's very funny at certain points in the movie where they're being chased by him or whatever. And you don't you never really see him. There's a scene where you sort of see who he is, but there's no like established shot of him or anything like that. He's very like in the shadows. You really only hear his voice. So the the kind of threatening presence is the truck, (laughs) which I find hilarious because There are so many instances where the truck, this loud-ass fucking semi-truck, sneaks up on them. They're in a cornfield on a dirt road, and they don't hear a semi-truck 
fucking sneak up on them. He just turns the lights out and they're like, oh my God. So it's written by a guy named, well, it's co-written by J.J. Abrams, <laughs> which, you know. He got better. Star Wars Episode Nine makes me realize like, oh, okay. J.J. Abrams is not a great writer, but uh, he's fine. It's also written by Clay Tarver, who most of his writing credits are this and characters by for Joyride 2 and 3. But he also has written the uh, Hulu series Vacation Friends with John Cena and Lil Rel Howery. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which just based on who's in it, I would be like, oh, That'd be fun to watch. But knowing that this dude wrote it, <laughs> oh, and directed it, no fucking interest at all anymore. Oh, my God, really? Oh, this movie. It's I, bad. I joked that it was written by a space alien because it does not follow any logic at all. Mm-mm. I don't know anything about CB radios, but half the trivia on IMDb is about how all of the details with CB radios are wrong. But the guy that they punk rusty nail with Mm -hmm. at some point in time they discover his body first thing in the morning and get him to the hospital do surgery on him and have him laying in bed without his bottom jaw yeah it's weird because they like all before (laughs) steve zahn and paul wake walker wake wake up up. yeah well and also So there's two things that I don't fully understand about that whole thing is because when they prank him, they're listening at the wall, Mm -hmm. but they don't hear anyone leave. Like they just kind of hear like a gasp, maybe. And that's it. Like there's no other sounds. And they would have heard if someone left. You know what I mean? So it's weird that they're like, oh, yeah, like they found him like on the side of the road. I'm like, why didn't they find him in the room? That doesn't make any sense because there's no indication that anyone let like you don't even hear Rusty Nail leave. No. And then the other thing that I didn't understand is when the cop is questioning Steve Zahn and they're saying, like, we don't really know what happened. And he's like, I'll I'll, I'll refresh your memory. He takes them to look. He takes them to the hospital to look at the guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what? You know, Who even does that? Like, look what happened. Not how police work works at all. No. Also, they would just be witnesses. I heard you had a run-in with him last night. No, like, he, he shouldered me as he walked out the door, but it was, like, the, co- <laughs> the cops are going at them so hard for this. When, let's face it, that's totally not what would have happened. They would have been like, okay, so you you facilitated this prank, ha ha ha, but like, this is what happened as a result of it. Not like, you guys did this. Like, no, a crazy man did this. Yeah. Like, why are they going so hard after Steve Zahn and Paul Walker? This is where I was totally like, you know what, fuck this movie. <laughs> Uh, at the end, so the semi drives through a fence and a brick wall mm-hmm. and, um, and into-, into a hotel room. Yes. And then they open up the door and they just show the driver's hand yeah, like and arm. watch. Yeah. It turns out that Rusty Nail replaced the driver with the driver of 
an ice truck from earlier, but we don't see his face because the audience would say, oh yeah, that's the guy from earlier. So even though Steve Zahn and Paul Walker would be able to go, holy shit, no, that's not him. That's the guy from earlier. They don't show his face just so it can be a surprise at the end when Rusty Nail's still alive. Fuck off. Well, also... The guy that's in the car is like a big dude, and the guy from earlier was like a taller, thin guy, so it's like the body type doesn't match. And also, you can kind of see the face of the rusty nail guy, like, a little bit. He's like... Yeah. The point is, is that you can completely tell that, no, that's not what happened. They just threw in some ADR later, because they were like, oh... Yeah. We might want to make a sequel. So <laughs> they just threw that in. It was so stupid. There is like a high tension scene toward the end. Although high tension is really not. No, high tension was a good movie. High tension was a good movie. There um I only know what it feels like to be the better end of a joke. Palm sweating, face burning up. Now they know what it's like. Be the fucking porch line and put the lotion in the bath. Oh my god. So at the end, you know, the rusty nail um kidnaps Lily Sobieski and he sets up a booby trap in the hotel room that he's holding her in, where he like nail he he saran wraps her, I guess, to a chair, which I don't understand the saran wrap it makes no sense but he he saran wraps her to a chair and then nails the chair the chair to the floor and then he sets it up so that whoever opens the door it's gonna set off a shotgun and shoot her in the head (laughs) which is pretty fucking sinister and i will say that it's kind of a clever um like booby trap like that's probably the only clever part of the entire movie um so when the police come because they're trying to find her or you know they Rusty Nail has called the police and says there's some dead bodies at this hotel. So when they get there and they find the hotel clerk dead, they start searching all the rooms. She's in room 18, I think. Yeah. And uh, so they're they're just going down the road. They're like, room one, clear. Room two, clear. And they're just kicking open all the doors. Obviously, attention naturally builds as you're, you know, like, oh, man, these police are going to open the door and and kill her. <laughs> because Steve Zahn crawls in the window earlier and is and is able to tell Paul Walker, like, don't come in, don't come in, like, it's booby-trapped. But, you know, of course, like, Paul Walker, after <sighs> they hang Steve Zahn from a fence because he fell on, like, a piece of rebar that's gone through his leg or something, I don't know, some shit like that, Rusty Nail's, like, charging him like a fucking bull in the semi-truck. Uh, so Paul Walker gets him down... So he's out of the way of the semi and then like jumps through the window and pulls Lily Sobieski to the side. So when the shotgun goes off, it just misses her and she's totally safe. Yeah. It, ugh. What's the timeline for like, how long did it take this fucking truck to go? Because it looked like it was really going to hit Steve Zahn. But then all of a sudden, Paul Walker has ugh. has all this time to get his brother off the fence get him out of the way, get the rebar out of his leg, then hop the fence, jump through a window, and run to the front. (laughs) I know it's not a good movie. (laughs) And part two, no one returns. And part three, no one returns from part two either. Because it's a bad movie. But 
part two does rehash the line. I like the rain. Keeps everybody inside and washes everything clean. Which is the final line in a movie that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then uh, here's, I want to see Joy Wright too, just for this one line. <laughs> she gave me the finger. Now I want it. She gave it to me. I figure it's mine to keep. Um, okay. There's a big difference between a freshly cut lie finger and one snip from a corpse. Less blood in the one that you got there. Stiffer. Paler. The nails yellowed. No nutrients. Deteriorating. Want to see what a fresh one looks like? Check the glove compartment. I'd fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking at some of the trivia for this. And it was actually called Roadkill in the UK and in Australia. Which makes more sense. It does. But then the third movie is called Joyride 3 Roadkill. So that means in Australia that movie is called Roadkill 3 Roadkill. Sounds cool. It's it's okay. Now I really want to see uh, Joyride three. Okay. Because the first quote from Joyride three is Rusty Nail saying, "Learned that from a hockey ninja." <laughs> I don't know what a hockey ninja is. So this is so stupid. Some of the trivia is there was a clown named Rusty Nails who was the inspiration for Krusty the Clown in The Simpsons. There's also an actor named Rusty Nails. And a director named Rusty Nails. That's trivia for this movie. That's how much this movie sucks. They're like, you know, Rusty Nail. If you want to read like really funny things, the trivia for Ted Levine on IMDb is absolutely ridiculous. Where it's just like, (laughs) uh, Ted Levine was in the television show Monk. Sophia Monk is an actress. (laughs) It's just like, what? (laughs) What do these things have to do with each other? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Ted Levine is one of my favorite character actors. And uh, that made it fun listening to him do this. And uh, oh, Allison, I I did enjoy this movie. Because it's so ridiculous, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, I kept telling you, I'm like, this movie's hilarious because it's so, like, it's not even that it's, like, so bad it's good. It's just so bad that you can still enjoy it. Like, if you go in and you know it's bad, you can at least crack yourself up while you're watching it. Yeah. It was definitely a lot funnier than The Road. (laughs) (laughs) It was. All right. So this was Joyride. (laughs) We're, uh, (sighs) you really set the bar, um... Just way down on the ground. Yeah. I buried it. Halloween movies. (laughs) I know. Well, okay. It's, um, honestly, it's available. It's available for rent on Amazon. How is it that when we sign into your Amazon, for some reason, I still end up paying for all these fucking streaming movies? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I wasted $4 on this pile of shit. I'm sorry. Don't, don't spend the $4. Like, if it's ever streaming free somewhere and you want a good chuckle check it out but we we didn't need to to pay money to watch this i'm sorry but it is funny like at least it's entertaining on that level and ted levine's voice is pretty yeah hilarious because that's pretty much what you did the whole movie was an impression of ted levine i realized too in uh thinking back to my ted levine 
imitation during this. It sounds less like Ted Levine and more like uh, Bane imitating Ted Levine. It does because they have it like kind of muffled because it's over a CB radio. But I no, I mean Maya, my imitation. Yes, yours is very much like Bane. (laughs) Yes. But you know what? Solid work. Because you adopted the darkness as your home. I was born in it. Was she a great big fat chick? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, thank you for watching this with me. I'm sorry. You're not welcome. Um, I <laughs> no, you're sorry. welcome. This was fun. It was fun. It's a stupid movie. Yeah. Came out in 2001. It wasn't good then. It remains bad, but but in a fun way. I am going to be on Johnny Mockney's Halloween episode of We Are Movies. It will be uh, one of our regular, semi-regular episodes where it's me, Brett Hayden, and Johnny all talking about stuff. And I don't think it is during the podcast, but I told them that we watched this last night. And Mm -hmm. they both said that they enjoyed the movie. And there are things enjoyable about the movie i think we covered them and there are certainly way more things that are not enjoyable about the movie we certainly covered some of them yeah but yeah (laughs) going in with my expectations very low yeah i did tell you it was bad yeah yeah i can't necessarily say i was pleasantly surprised that it was better than i thought it was i told you it's pretty much exactly what i thought it was going to be yeah i said it's hilarious there were hilarious moments. It does make me wonder, too, if Bobcat Goldthwaite driving the candy cane truck in the Christmas episode of Bob's Burgers is a nod to this. I because wonder Paul that Walker too. says, you know, uses the or the name candy cane when he's doing the most unbelievable lady voice. Yeah. When he's pretending to be a lady where it's clearly a man pretending to be a lady. Hi, my name is Candy Cane and Hi. I want to meet you at a hotel room with pink champagne. That's my favorite. This is how ladies talk. Yeah. OK. Thank you for joining me on You Made Me Watch. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 do. You liked it. It was fine.